Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, JC. Howdy. <laughs> and uh, I know you guys missed us yesterday, but as I reminded you on uh, Tuesday, I was up at the state capitol doing battle up there. And we have some really, really great news. Um, and for me, it's not just simply great news, but it's the proof of what we preach and the power of the people. I mean, that's something that we really need to grasp because what we have done in the last few months in our state capitol by simply showing up at the capitol and speaking out is, is something that I, I personally needed to experience, something that I know the people that joined us needed to experience, something that I believe every person in America must experience. Now let me, let me just remind everybody, JC, that I went to three presidential press, press briefings in three months in Washington, D.C. I met people that are, uh, changing things, right, for the good. I met people who are influential in the federal system who gave me their cards and said, Chrisanne, let's keep in touch, let's work together, let's do this, okay? Six months of continual communication and I've not made one real connection that was, was helpful or uh, was that I found beneficial in what we do. As of yet. As of yet, okay? However, in two and a half months of going to the state capitol, speaking before the Senate, uh, speaking to House representatives, becoming involved, just showing our faces and being a part and watching the system, we have defeated two bills and helped a really great bill become law in just two and a half months. Mm -hmm. And so this is what I've been preaching. This is what we've been teaching here. We, and let me just be clear, I teach the US Constitution so that people can be aware of how our constitutional republic works. I teach the US Constitution so you will know that all our power is state and local. That's, I mean, really, if there's a sort of summation of what we're doing. And so, I, I am just, I'm very excited of the progress that we've seen. And I think, JC, we have so many people that are overwhelmed and defeated. How many times a day do you see somebody, well, you don't spend a lot of time on social media, but you hear people say, it's all over, we can't do anything, I've tried everything, nobody ever listens. And the bottom line is when you push it, the mo majority of them are you know, talking about how I voted and nothing changed, right? Or whatever. And I believe that people feel hopeless and overwhelmed because they're not plugged into the right path for solutions. And it takes a perseverance. It takes a, a, a resolve to see an issue all the way through to the end. It's not just a one visit thing. It's not just a one email thing. It's not just a phone call thing. It's something that we have to do. Voting is not how we control government. It's what we do every other single day of the year 
when we're not voting. And this is this is the hope that people need, JC. This is the kind of, what is that saying? Nothing succeeds like success. Right. Jaime Escalante. People need to see and feel that success. And you're not going to feel that by dumping your money in the black pit called Washington, D.C. You're not going to feel that success with a digital petition to whitehouse.gov. That's not the kind of personal investment that allows you to feel that kind of success. So it's not just about getting things passed. It's about not about opposing the bad things too. Right. And it's about being informed, being activated and being involved. We were able to put help push through a piece of legislation that was I believe one of the most powerful things I've seen to actually protect parental rights. So the idea is the closer <clears throat> the closer government, quote unquote, uh, is to the citizen, the, mm-hmm. the, I guess, let's say, faster it is to see change, or we could say the farther away the representatives of the people are, the slower it is to enact change. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would say the, the greater the distance, the, the decrease of probability that you personally will make a change. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm talking about people. I'm not talking about, you know, this national pack and this group and that group. I'm talking <clears throat> about people. I'm talking about individuals coming together as individuals and making and seeing a really great progress. And By the way, this was, and to give a little bit of perspective, you're, you're not talking about, you know, every now and again I pick up the phone or send an email because of some flash thing that happened, right. some some right. controversy. So this this was a matter of shepherding a particular issue right. through the process and and being there mm-hmm. as the process unfolded, you know, week after week, kind of thing. Right, exactly. And what I discovered for for a good number of things that if you start early enough. It's the whole nip it in the bud. You start early enough in the process of legislation, you have an ability to stop it from even actually moving forward. Like we, we jumped on uh, here in Florida, SB 64, which was the uh, removal of religi- religious exemptions from mandatory vaccinations. That died in the House. I mean, Floridians jumped on that with a, with a fervor before it ever had the ability to pick up any momentum in the House. The bill came out in the Senate. We jumped on it. We contacted House representatives. I, you know, I wrote an article. People shared it out. People were involved in talking to the representatives and said, let this die. And that's what happened. No, that's... The opposition to that is based based on a reli- uh, uh, what would you say objection of conscience because the, those vaccines are developed from yes. fetuses of aborted babies. Yes, well, the pri- well, there are actually several objections. Number I mean, one, in the religious liberty. Well, room, in right? the religious liberty aspect of it, because it's not just simply a Christian religious liberty aspect, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just simply because 
for me, the big thing is because they're developed through the through the use of aborted babies, right? But you also have the the fact that these uh, the ones that are not developed by aborted babies are developed through the killing of animals. We have people who have a conscience conscious objection to the use of animals for um, scientific development in this way. We have uh, people who believe that that is contributing to those kind of... It, it's the violation of conscience at all. Right. And so there are many different dynamics. Uh, so this is actually something that, that many people joined on to for different conscience reasons. You have the inclusion of, of mercury in these things. There's a conscience... Uh, uh, objection to inge- putting those those chemicals in our children's bodies. So uh, was it a, so it's a matter of having a, a consistent voice and presence like yes. per, you know persevering in mm-hmm. in pressure, would you say? So so like if you oh, had no, a, it was pressure, but just simply not giving up the first time you don't get a response for your email or you get the standard telephone thank you for your call. No, but what I mean it's not just like I said, it's not just hey, I send a message, right. you know, I I just I send an email to whatever. First off, they don't get most of those guys don't get the email. Um, no, I call them the moat dragons. So right? really, they the, never make it past the 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 moat to get to the prince. So in a legislative sense the impactful part is being at the hearings in particular so mm-hmm. when they have a hearing oh yeah oh yeah you're there and then there's a there's kind of a big voice loud voice yeah, consistent if gets, voice if it gets that far right mm. but like i said you can get jump in at the beginning and stop its momentum before it even gets to the hearing part so the group brought brought essentially crowds of people to the legislator's office, right? You yes, met, met with the legislator yes. personally. Well, and and I wouldn't say just crowds. I mean, if you have two or three people who come and then you have a steady flow of two or three people, that's sometimes more powerful than a, a one-time group of 20. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is small, consistent groups happen to be a representative of, of a greater demographic than a group of 20 people that says, we're with ABC PAC, right? And so then they can say, oh, well, we looked you up on the internet and ABC PAC really only has 20 people. And so you're not really a big threat. Everybody in your PAC showed up. Well, that's not a threat to us. But when you have individuals that continually come and continually show their faces, who don't who are not necessarily part of a big group what each individual represents is a community because the legislators know that the active part of the community is really reflective of a larger base that doesn't make the effort to come out well and this this was several groups uh, persistently making mm-hmm. their presence known over yeah. this period of time mm-hmm. right Right. So well, that, that kind of I'm not add, denying groups, right? I'm just no, no. Saying, I'm saying that know. adds more. I'm, no, I'm just trying yeah, to look right. at the dynamic. Like, yeah. the people want to know how do how do I do this? How do I get right. this thing done? So, I think you know the way you solve stuff is you look at successes. You analyze mm-hmm. how how what you want done. Right. Hey, it's being done here. So right. then you analyze how is it done. So in this instance, it was, a, a, you know, it was helped by. Mm-hmm quite a number of groups right. coalescing, adding their voices 
and individuals know. coming right. and adding their voices as well. But it kind of mag- it kind of you know magnified the resistance. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think about our friend Bernie Thompson. I think of two things. Number one, this can, in instances, take a long time where right. you still have to be persistent. Right. Exactly. And it can be done by one person. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not always groups or crowds or a bunch of people. Right. But I think of Bernie Thompson. Maybe we'll do. You know, obviously we'll do a show at some point on that. But Bernie de- trying to deal with. Um, politicians, and he was practically one-man band. Right, but he wasn't doing it at the state legislature level. No, no, right? local, right, local. He's he's city at the council. county, the city, city council. council. Yep. What the further away, the more people you need. The further away, and and one person can really make a huge difference, and that's why I say local is where you have more power as an individual as well. Yeah, see, I, I would kind of, if you had, you know, if we're analyzing and you rank the elements, to me, the, the perseverance mm-hmm. would rank higher than number. Right. right? And, and I don't, I mean, I'm not sure about, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not sure about the correlation between farther away you need more people because, I mean, don't you have instances of one person doing the same thing at a higher level as they as they do locally, but the key is passion and perseverance, it seems to me. Well, I think you if you look at it from this way, Take Bernie Thompson as an example. He is able to stand before the city commission and address every single one of them at one time. Mm -hmm. You can't do that at the house level, at at the state level. You have to go door to door to door to door to door. You've got to meet with them individually. You have to, and, and there's so many more of them. You can get somebody say, hey, you know, I'm with you, man. And then you walk out and they're like, you know, I mean, you know that happens. Mm-hmm. But at the the smaller the government level, the more power you have because you have a greater leverage over them as a whole. That and that's sense. that's makes why sense. I would you know, say you, at the, the you know, I mean, think about the sheriff. If the sheriff, one person is is one person, and you can make an influence as one person very quickly with the perseverance mm-hmm. perspective. But obviously, they're. There are many other elements yes. to it as well. I mean, this is we're talking about one element. So right. to say, oh, just get a bunch of people and mm-hmm. go after them, and that'll fix everything. No. But you know, obviously, there's there are other variables in that. But this is an element. Like you can't you can't just roll over, give up. What I mean, that's obviously that's a recipe for no change, right? If you right. just give up and do nothing. Well, and and but, the recipe, you can say, well, there are people who have made changes by doing uh, email programs right Mm -hmm. that is a possibility but there's also a greater likelihood of no success if all you do is shoot an email i think one thing that is is very important is understanding personal contact is invaluable in these kind of situations and so it's not just enough to send an email Mm -hmm. i mean that's not perseverance right no and i brought up bernie because it's, he, you know, dealing with corruption, basically the whole, the city government, he's mm-hmm. facing the city government, obvious corruption. Mm-hmm. It's entrenched, it's good old boy. So there's really no one on his side, right? Mm-hmm. There's no, oh, I'm going to go to the sheriff or I'm going to go to this one. No. Mm-hmm. They're all in it together. And so I think of, of the way Bernie Thompson is, you know, he goes to city council and, I mean, he essentially <laughs> holds court 
and 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 like you said, answers all of them. And he has an answer. He's educated. He's informed. Mm-hmm. He has the ammunition, and he confronts them, and over and over and over again. And, and what he's done is employ social media and his platform, where that he, you know, he he brought in the public, um, you know, that sort of thing. So it wasn't just him versus the corrupt system, but he right. he he, used, he utilized as many tools at his disposable right. disposal with podcast, radio show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Facebook, all of that, uh, until now, and this is this is this is years. He's right. been wrestling with these right. guys, and now we're finally at the level of it, it got the attention of, you know, basically investigators, and right. and, and they're on the verge of uh, corruption investigation. Right. So right. I'm, you know, <clears throat> my point is, there are certain elements, right? There are certain elements that are common, but. You can't just look at one and like it's just some one single piece right, solution, absolutely. right? But these, one thing, but these, tell us, JC, yeah, is there what's one the one thing? thing? What's I've been doing thing? that one thing and it's not yeah. working. So mm-hmm. you know, well, there's your clue. <laughs> but it's a fact that, and I'm not trying to criticize people's efforts, but I'm saying, you know, you can do the same things, and that does. That it's not going to guarantee quick success. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the things are different. And then there's a lot of other uh, elements and tools that you could bring to bear simultaneously. And it can be, I mean, a lot of work. It can be a lot of work. And that's, right. that's where the benefit of a, when you have a group, when right. you, um, you know, coalesce in a group and mm-hmm. pool resources and, and that sort of thing. You know, you may end up, bef- you, know, you may be facing something a lot bigger than you by yourself. And, um, you know, but it's, I think it's good to sort of learn from... Uh, the successes like that, and I think in this case, you know, it's perseverance, it's um, coalescing supporters, We're networking. Coalescing, right, the coalescing the supporters is important. It's like James Otis Jr. going around and teaching people what the government's actually doing that's wrong. That's kind of what Bernie did. He was well, you teaching know, and exposing what yeah. was going on. If you have a bad sheriff and a sheriff with a bad attitude that won't do the right thing, then, and then you've approached that sheriff over and over again, well, you have to write the sheriff off and start turning back to the community and like Bernie did, exposing the 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 uh, behavior of the sheriff so then you can come in and get a new sheriff or get somebody else elected. You've got to have the community coalesced uh, to, to, or at least a, a portion of the community coalesced to, to get the boots on the ground to educate each other and make the change. Yeah, you know, and I think sometimes you have to have, you, you, ha- you need to be able to find supporters. Like, you need to be able to find legislators who share your idea or whatever the, mm-hmm. the group you're dealing with. Um, sometimes they're not there, and so sometimes you have to get them in there. Right. Which is another element, you know, that maybe you have to step right. back and come at it at a different way to sort of change the environment to have success. Right. Um, so, you know, that that's another thing. It's not some just linear, we got the magic bullet. Mm-hmm. We face that all the time. Everybody's always asking and looking for the magic bullet. What's that thing? How do I do this, JC, Chris, and what's so what this thing that I should do? Yeah. You know, most of it's a process. It's a battle. There's no one thing. I and, think the and first thing you need to do is identify what it is that you want to fight for. Yeah. I mean, you can't. You can't be a, a you know, a, a master of one. Jack of all trades, Jack master of all of trades. Yeah. Uh, so you can't, 
you can't do every want to try to do everything. You've got to identify that that thing that yeah. that you want to tackle. Now it doesn't have to be the same thing over and over again, especially with a legislative issue. What's wrong with this piece of legislation? How do you do that? Mm -hmm. I mean, we were able to come together and make an effect on three separate legislations, right? Yeah. But it's because the first the, the the second two we were able to make a, cha a difference in we were able to get the whole nip it in the bud thing so it didn't have the momentum so we didn't you know it's physics right mm -hmm. if a car is moving 35 miles an hour and a car moving you know three feet a, um, a minute which is going to be the easier one to stop and so you gotta you gotta catch these things before they get a momentum. That's why groups are also very. That's easier said than done. You already. I mean, well, but most situations you look around, it's already the corruption's already pretty high. You're well, already dealing with a pretty big monster. But I, I get your point. But that's why the by having why having groups are important because the groups can be focused on issues and they can watch the legislation coming. Yeah. They can let you know the. The other bill that yeah, we I'm were just able thinking more defeat. broadly. You know, the principles more broadly in different situations. Yeah. Obviously, the process of legislation. Yeah, you get in early, mm -hmm. but I mean, you know, say say you're dealing with corruption in a sheriff's office or right. city council or you know the EPA, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, so sometimes some things you have to you got to break in, mm -hmm. you got to go around, you got to create new systems. I mean, I think of I think back to some of the stuff stuff we dealt with and and watched in our where we used to live and I remember the one guy uh, literally creating a brand new newspaper right in the community mm -hmm. he, I mean he made his own newspaper because the news media uh, oh, yeah. would cover for and prop up the corrupt individuals in local government mm -hmm. so you know it was a situation especially some of these small towns and you know within with powerful families and entrenched interests right. and all that sort of stuff and people just began to build systems outside of their established system to reach the people. Mm -hmm. They're thereby then, you know, essentially building a grassroots revolt um, against the system. So, you know, these things are dynamic and 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 different. Each situation is different, and sometimes you have to employ all kind of different message methods to kind of go at this. And mm -hmm. then, you know, certain things at the end of the day are really really hard to come up against you look at like this is almost hopeless it would take me decades to try to do this and you know so in some well, instances again. you got to be you you maybe you you have to start with some little small thing and and uh try to make progress in that area and realize it's this is going to be over the long term we've been in some of those situations it's really frustrating when you look at it and think it's such a big mountain to climb and so you just Pick a little side of the hill and say, I'm going to dig this part out and then I'm going to train an army to come up behind me until we we get this whole mountain removed. Well, it's like, like I said, the analogy is a matter of physics. The more deeper the roots are entrenched, the harder it is to dig it out. And yeah. the, the the bottom line is... Uh, I think places you, like Chicago you, or something how, like that. How do you eat an elephant? Yeah, one bite at a time. One bite <laughs> at a time. And if, and if you can't... I mean, there are so many different ways to attack the beast that sometimes... If you get enough people, you can attack thirty-seven different ways all at the same yeah. time, and so. Well, uh, it's nice. It's nice, like you said, being actually in the trenches in so many of these situations, and actually seeing that victories can be had, and you see progress. Mm -hmm. You see progress all over the place, and we see victories all over the place. Uh, never, I don't think we've ever sort of entered into 
not very many endeavors where we see something happen that some progress and some success wasn't have had. Have we seen casualties? Absolutely. Well, um, I can I can name a handful of things that I've been involved with and saw no progress in at the yeah. time, but I can tell you every single one of them was at the national level. Yeah. Right. I mean, when we when I at one point in time when I had the ear of Marco Rubio's attorneys and they actually called me for uh, input and and uh, perspective on pieces of legislation and then to have the attorneys actually laugh at me. Yeah. uh, You know, and then and then completely dismiss valid constitutional uh, concerns. Which one of the things you, you know, I guess contributed to the idea of when you said we got to raise up a whole new generation of attorneys because yeah. these guys are stuck in that federal supremacist right. system and you talk to them and it's like speaking an a- alien language yeah. because they are so they far it. removed from the Constitution and our founding principles. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's the idea of the swamp, you know, there's mm-hmm. this that concept of the swamp. It's everywhere. And, and uh, we have a completely brainwashed generation. We've essentially been under, mm-hmm. you know, military occupation of federal supremacists since the late 1800s mm-hmm. uh, and it's just a whole different mindset and a whole army of uh, people that you're fighting against and sometimes you know that that's why there's and I don't want to say too much but there's some people using approaches where the principles are sound but they're trying to do it within the enemy system that they're under control and they think that the people are just going to you know, go ahead and agree and do what right. do what they say. You're not right. going to turn to a judge and an attorney in the system and say, "This is how it ought to be." And they go, "Oh, okay." Uh, I mean, we've seen we've we have personal friends end up in jail, in prison, right. uh, because they thought they were going to stand up and just inside of that courtroom, inside of that enemy system, say, yeah. <laughs> your system is corrupt. Here's how it's supposed to be, and so this is how it is. And they went, "Okay, nice try." Uh, here's a fine for impersonating a lawyer. You're going to prison. You know, what I mean, just crazy stuff. So you all, you also have to consider the the battlefield um, and, and how you work within that. You can't walk up into the enemy mm-hmm. camp and, and expect them to follow your rules. Well, somebody in the chat room said, "Well, this is an invitation for Chrisanne to come to our town and show us how it's done." Let me just <laughs> tell you, uh, I, I get that. I don't know if it was tongue in cheek or or seriously, but let me tell you. Th- my, that's not my wheelhouse, but you need to get in contact with the Liberty Institute. You need to get in contact with the uh, Center for Self-Governance. These are two national organizations who will come into your town based on invitation and teach you systematically how to do what we're saying. Mm-hmm. From step one to step 400, not just simply handing you a flyer or a pamphlet or saying, read this book, okay? Mm-hmm. Chrisanne's not going to come and give you the education that you need on how to do that. Chrisanne is following the education that has been given to me by the people who are the experts in that getting it done at the local level thing. Yeah. So uh, you need to get in touch with the Center for Self-Governance. You need to get them into your town. They will show you from step one to step 435 on how to make this happen. Well, we get that all the time. I mean, that's one of the things everywhere we go and I know you don't want to get in this too deeply but every everywhere we go everybody wants you yeah. to champion their you know all the 400 causes a day yeah um, 
and I, I can, and I'm not gonna, not I'm not gonna kidding. make you preach this. It's not, you're not kidding though. I mean, seriously, JC, we get emails every single day. Chrisanne, you need to take up this cause. Chrisanne, you need to take up this case. You need to file this lawsuit. You need to come here and do this, that, the other. Right now, I, I watch you get up every day at the crack of dawn and go to bed every day, almost at the crack of dawn, uh, to do what you are doing. So I'm not, you know, if all you guys out there with your with your causes and all of them are legitimate uh, but if you want to go ahead and email us some extra hours in the day we'll be ha- happy to use those uh, and go dedicate our lives to to your cause but you know your your mission is is really the principle the principles of liberty that we're trying to mm-hmm. uh, put into people to equip them to be able to Put these things in action then we're involved in groups mm-hmm. you know action groups on the ground doing mm-hmm. the stuff as well but your particular focus are the fundamentals and principles that drive those action and then we we work with a lot of groups like the 10th amendment center like center for self-governance right um a lot of different different ones that that are I resources said, I and said do the these liberty things. institute i meant actually the leadership institute right so there are a ton of ton of that if um, you don't like center for self-governance then you get need to get with the leadership institute dana espenscheid is a really good friend of mine and she they are very good at what they do and and dana uh the leader the uh, leadership institute actually has has uh is a nonprofit with government backing that actually comes in and will do give you training that you need at, at little to no cost to you at all. And I love you, Liberty Cause, but I don't want to have to kick you out of here with that time to walk the walk nonsense. I, I don't. That's I don't have toler. I don't have a tolerance for that. When we get that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, As okay, if you, I'm you, not you, doing. You come walk in our be. shoes for 15 years. Yeah. Uh, don't don't come talking that stuff here. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, what we can do is, again, it's the perseverance and it's the, you know, biting one ele- the elephant one bite at a time. Right. And that's what we do here on, that, that's why we come to you almost every day on the Daily Journal, is to bring you these issues. And like JC said, to identify for you these liberty principles. Because you can't Maybe some, maybe people- some have the impression that, uh, that this is what you, like, this is what you do every day. You just do a podcast. Oh, so <laughs> so at six at at four at five forty uh, at five fifty eight, I sit yeah, down in front of the tele uh, in front of the <laughs> in front of the camera and wait for the and wait for the ticker to go off, and and then all of a sudden, bam, we're on for forty five minutes to an hour, and then Chrisanne has nothing to do all day. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> I, you know, it's it's something that we take very seriously. I don't doubt that there are some people that run podcasts like that. But, but it takes hours to prepare for one show. Well, for I mean, six, for six years straight. We seven years now. Seven years straight. Mm-hmm. Well, for the six years, we, we spent four days a month at home. Uh, otherwise, we were on the road traveling, yes. teaching, training, um, helping other, helping group, you know, these action groups and helping people, you know, find what they need to to fight these things uh not to mention you know then along the way you being in in uh involved in particular causes like that and and look man i i get your frustration i understand bro uh but we we can't 
go fight everybody's battle. But there are resources out there. Right. And, you know, and I, as an attorney, I, I'll just be straight up with you. Because people are always like, we need to bring this lawsuit, bring that lawsuit. I am not a litigious attorney. Yeah. Because I need Larry know, <laughs> need I, our friend Larry. I, I don't have. I, I, well, let me put it this way: I am highly cynical to the to the judicial system. Right. You need to hook up with Larry Clayman. You need to hook up with Liberty Council. You need to hook up with uh, uh, you, you know those groups that are involved in all that really is. And the bottom line: let me let me give you. Let me give one last piece of advice before we move on because I do want to talk about the, the principles and pardons part of this show. But at some point in time, if you have tried everything in your local community and you cannot effectuate a change, what you have to realize is sometimes it's time to cut bait and run. Because if you are doing everything that you can, you think you've done everything that you can, you've exhausted everything, and nothing has changed, what that tells me is that your principles do not match the principles of your community. Your community has adopted a set of principles. Who says they're good or bad? You know, you think they're bad, they're liberty destructive, they don't respect your rights. But in a socialist country, some people support those socialist principles. So uh, we have freedom of movement here. You're not enslaved. You're not chained to a piece of property. And, and so while we can move, you either defend your pea patch or you have the opportunity to move on. Yeah, I get that. But, I mean, that's easier said than done. But, Absolutely. You know, but at, at some, at I, some I, point, I, and when it's so miserable that you can't live anymore. No, I understand. But, you know, it's not like, let me go grab my bag of money and go buy a new house. I mean, right. that, it's, again, it's, that's... It's true in principle, but it's difficult to do. Right. And sometimes you you got to retake the system, rebuild the system. I think of, you know, when we were we were talking to the folks the other day. Um, you've got, uh, uh, you, you know, basically they've chose to try to work through the Republican Party mm -hmm. system. So they they've basically gone back to, I mean, the very uh, nuts and bolts bottom of of that system, mm -hmm. which is pre you know precinct members committee chairperson and taken over at that point so yeah i mean we talked to two people the other day who have done that yeah so you know and we've seen that mm -hmm. where that there are certain places uh in the country different areas and and people have gone into the rec republican executive committees their local republican groups become precinct members uh or precinct leaders mm -hmm. in particular mm -hmm. and and committee, chair people, whatever. So they basically begin to take over because they rebuild the system from from the bottom up. Uh, and it's take, it took them, you know, some of them it took a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, but I think back, you think back to back in the, you know, what they called the Ron Paul revolution. And you see some of the, in the primaries in different mm -hmm. places, and, and you see the uh, basically entire counties, entire right. areas where Ron Paul Republicans had had actually infiltrated and essentially taken over the entire party apparatus while the rest by of them starting were pulling their hair yeah, out. By starting you know? at that level. <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah, obviously yeah. obviously they weren't you know they weren't able to flip the whole party. But but you can clearly see um, their pockets. You think of the Liberty Caucus and different members and things twenty ten and, and even now 
people like they were none of those people yeah. there before. So it's made an impact. It it you have a voice. You I mean so. It, obviously, you didn't change the whole system, but it's there when the voice was not there, and in their um, well, and you're making their particular changes. area. You're making changes incrementally, right. but in their like particular said, area, their county. How do you how do you eat the elephant one bite at a time? How do you make change? How, you know, I mean, when you're deeply entrenched like this, I I just keep thinking back to Bernie. I'm so proud of him. I texted him the other day when he first you know showed me the his his what was happening. Uh, you know what what has recently happened. And I said, man, those people in your in your city are absolutely nuts, but I'm proud of you because you're making them nuttier, Which, right? So Bernie has made it his mission yeah. to make these people miserable and, in their and, corruption. And now they're scared to death of it. And now they are. But, and so. that reminds me of something Richard just said there. Um, makes me think of the story. I won't spend a lot of time uh-huh. on this, but think of the story. Remember the group we visited in Alabama? Uh-huh. They basically... You know, have made their own own yes. little yes. Uh, compound. Yes, their own what what eventually turned into a little town. Yeah, right? their they, own incorporated town. They have their property. They lived there. They were doing their own thing. Uh, they kept, you know, basically they kept being harassed by the local government. Mm-hmm. But they kept standing up, pushing back. They were informed. They and they just mm-hmm. kept on, kept on. Now it got to the point where the city government, like. Left them alone. They're afraid. They're afraid of them more or less. Mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of intimidated them out of their way, not by violence or force, but by knowledge mm-hmm. and perseverance mm-hmm. and and courage to stand mm-hmm. on their rights. And now, as you said, as the years pass, they now actually incorporated their own town mm-hmm. uh, because they basically did their thing mm-hmm. and told the city and the county to pack sands. You got no right. Tell us what to do. And that's how that's how that happened eventually. But now you're talking about this. This happened over the course of 10, 15 years. Right. But they persevered and they they just kept standing. Yeah. You know, for their rights. Absolutely. And it's it like you said, it's it's the perseverance thing. And it's it's not about. Well, and it's it's something that I teach through the story of James Otis Jr. Sometimes you have to find victories and you have to define victory in a different way. Well, and a good point. What David said right there. Been at it 40 years, right? So perseverance. Mm-hmm. Can't win every battle. Pick your battles wisely. Win the ones win you can. And that's, can. and that's what I always and say, And don't too. get dragged down by the ones you don't. Yeah. You know? I mean, seriously, because that's... Sometimes you lose, man. Yeah. And sometimes that motivates you to pick pick another fight. I mean, look around. You know what? This guy beat me over here. I'm going to go find a kid I can take. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, so right, right. So look around, find another battle, get plugged in. You know, I'm not going to let yeah. this happen to other people, you know, or something equally uh, bad to happen to other people, so I'm going to get involved, whatever. But, yeah, man, sometimes you, you just got to lick your wounds. And yeah. Now, it's hard if you're still living under whatever the consequences are of that. Right. I mean, clearly. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's not saying it's easy, not saying you win every time, no. but that there are principles there are processes there are resources right. that you can employ and oftentimes we look and and think well I've done everything and then you can get another set of eyes on it or you can look at it from yeah, a, another way one of the most defeating and might ideas, find something there's something left to do one of the most defeating ideas is the is the feeling like you're all alone mm-hmm. I mean that's one of the reasons why we are are have taken it up the cause of visiting the representatives in 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 the house mm-hmm. to say, look, w- with the ones that are actually trying to do the right thing, 
uh, Mike Hill, who's a a friend of ours, I said to Mike, I said, look, Mike, I just want you to know, sometimes it feels like you're alone, but I want you to know you're not. We may not physically be here, but we will be here when you need us, right? All you got to do, and and, and that's, I think, encouraging the communication with those people as well is so important because they're there, right? You say, hey, look, this is what we believe. You let us know when something happens and we will be there. And then you have to be there. I mean, look at the Tea Party movement in in, in 2010, right? We got to elect liberty people and we got to put them up there to, to represent what we believe. And I believe one of the great one of the reasons why the the first influx of of the sort of Tea Party candidates went up there and sort of crashed and burned because the people sent them there and then didn't go and back them, didn't actually stand with them. And they were like, great, you guys stuck us out here to, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Why are you making that smile? Uh, somebody, somebody actually bought the Where the Bodies Are Buried t-shirt. I didn't know people could even get to that, man. Oh. I'll have to pull that up. Does it have our logo <laughs> on it or anything? I don't remember. Oh, I, my it's, goodness. You know, it's one I did uh, just as a goof. And um, so maybe... JC making trouble. Maybe I can pull it up. But, you you know, you want anyway. That's, I guess, did you say what you, you, you've said all you wanted to yeah, say? I know you wanted yeah. to talk about some other things but yeah yeah you know just uh i think it's important that we we can learn from one another and learn those things and you know try yeah. try not to uh i mean i understand frustration is real we get that you know and uh i don't know man we don't have the answer for everything but mm-hmm. uh but we've seen we've seen some of this stuff work yeah all right. Yeah, let me go ahead. You go ahead, whatever. Well, I wanted to talk about everybody's sort this. of everybody's sort of talking about the the pardons and what's happening and uh, that sort of thing. Um, but I I think one of the disappointing things that I see. Uh, I, I don't even know how somebody got to this T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Where I bur- bury the bodies is none of your business. Yeah. Okay. So let me show you. I don't even know. I don't know how. I actually don't know how to get to this from the store. This was like a side thing that I made, but I'll show. I'll uh, I'll try to show. There everybody you go. You gotta close that window there, dear. Um, yeah. So I mean. Now, not everybody is just watching, dear. Some people are listening, so you yeah, can't leave so, them not Yeah, so anything. it's a, uh, this is just a shirt I made um, just as a goof, and on the front it says, where I buried the bodies is none of your business, and it's got a little pickaxe and shovel, you know, crossed underneath. <laughs> um, it's it's in, uh, what is that, like olive drab Olive green drab green, maybe, thing. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, somebody <laughs> Somebody found that shirt. I don't know. I have to try to figure out if anybody else is interested in that shirt. I'll have to figure out um, how folks get to that. Yeah. From the website. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, great. All great. right. Glad so you, uh, glad you. Liked let, it. Let's talk just a second, very basically, about the pardon process. Okay, because yep. again, I don't want to insult anybody's intelligence. But I do want to assume that not everybody has an understanding of how it works. And that's what we're here. We're a teach show, not just a talk show. And uh, here's 
here's how it works. A pardon is actually the only unilateral power the president can exercise. Uh, well, and as far as duties go, presidential duties, right? So I don't think it's a duty to pardon unless you look at it from a perspective that the purpose of the pardon is to undo justice, uh, a, a misjustice, right? So the purpose of the pardon is to undo a misjustice, right? Injustice? Injustice. Mistrial of justice? Mistrial of justice and injustice. That's the word I was looking for, injustice. So the purpose of a pardon is to to undo an injustice, okay? So in that, <laughs> that would be, um, <laughs> everybody, Mac has joined us today. Mac joined us on, on Tuesday as well. So, All right. um, so if you look at it from, a, from the purposes to undo an injustice, then there would be a presidential duty in that, right? Mm -hmm. And so that would also be part of the check and balance on the judiciary that the president has. Remember, we have checks and balances that run between each of the branches of government and one of the executive checks and balances is pardon to undo what the justice system has done unjustly uh, but that is one of the duties that the president has with no participation in congress whatsoever the other duty the president has with no participation is to deliver the state of the union address okay which is kind of ironic because Nancy so he, thinks that she's supposed to be the writer of the State of the Union address, and he's just supposed to read what she's supposed to say. Well, so Frank, uh, Frank, <laughs> just saw that. Um, so the the president can, yeah, Frank for president, that'd be awesome. Yeah. But um, anyway, so the president can he pardon? He can now he can he pardon anybody, or is no. this federal? No, he can only pardon people who have been convicted of federal crimes. Okay. And then, so he has and then no that's, pardon power that reaches into the state. And it's a done deal. Like no, then that can't be undone. Like no. oh no, he that, he's not allowed. To put no, him back and in. as a matter of fact, double jeopardy would apply, so they couldn't bring the charges back against someone again. Gotcha. The president pardons. I didn't see everybody pardoned, but I heard he pardoned a, a pretty good number, well, a good number I mean, of people. Good I number saw, is relative. I don't. I, I, like I told everybody, if well, Chris it wasn't Ann, like one person. If, one right, right. If Chris Ann Hall was president, she'd be they, she'd be nicknamed the pardon president because yeah. I just go through and clean house. But uh, I, I'm I'm somewhat disappointed in his list of pardons. So uh, can yeah, I say I I'm greatly was... disappointed in his list of pardons uh, yeah, when yeah. I'm thinking about when I'm thinking right. about Mr. Roberson, who's been federally imprisoned because of his. Uh, building a stock pond. When I'm thinking of the Amish farmer who's been federally imprisoned for his uh, for his uh, uh, chickweed salve. When I'm thinking about Cox and Kettler who were set up by their state. Yeah. When I'm looking, when I'm thinking of Schaefer Cox, right? I'm these names that just jump in my head right away. And knowing the four or five names I just gave you are simply representative. Almost like some football. Executive or something. That's yeah. yeah that's the Forty Nine, the former owner of the Forty Niners, who was okay. convicted of 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 illegal gambling and stuff. So, um, you know, you can look into this all you want. You can guess, choose, fix, whatever. Right. The bottom line is, uh, and and you know, we preach equal justice under the law. But look, you've got people there who are convicted of federal crimes that had deep, deep pockets with great access to top attorneys. And you think about Cox and Kettler, you think about Schaefer Cox, you think about 
um, uh, the, the Amish farmer and, and Mr. Roberson, who was a veteran, you know? And these people don't have these kinds of resources. I'm, I'm serious, guys. Chris Ann Hall, President Chris Ann Hall, one of the first things I'd have done in the first 30 days is simply clean the rolls. That, that, that would be it. There's, and so, there's not a limit or some time. Like, no. He, so he can still pardon more people. No, right? he can pardon as many people he wants. And you, one of you, the things is they were... I think you need to make up a blog on this and then try to get try to get it to him through some channels because that's i mean i agree with you man it's like it was a joke when i saw yeah I told that's, you it was that's a the first thing that came to my mind this is a stinking you joke pardon. Who? and you can love <laughs> trump you can hate trump whatever i'm i am i am ambivalent ambivalent I'm, yeah, i appreciate he, a lot of things that he does i'm forever eternally grateful to god he's not hillary clinton and i'll be eternally grateful he's not bernie sanders but you know this, this comes is just dumb I don't this know. pardon stuff comes through like interested parties like the president didn't wake up and go you know what i want to party in the 49ers like he, that normally doesn't come from like it's not something the president thought of okay the, but people here. put that to him so i don't see if they if they can make that happen, all right. Then, well, then why can't I know for fact? No, for fact that people have personally addressed Donald Trump on Jeremy Cox and, and Mr. Kepler. Okay, one of which you got you know, who was actually working yeah, in the Trump sure. administration, right? So I also know that that Donald Trump has been personally, uh, if not personally, but high up level, been been told about Schaefer Cox. Yeah, well, some some of the people on the list were like Trump supporter, you know, Trump, you know, whatever, like you know, we love Trump kind of thing. So that's, he pardoned his fans. Yeah, and and, and that's <laughs> and, and that's a that is a that is an indication of a level of corruption so, that I simply don't want to condone. So Schaefer I don't Cox, want to support. so Cox and Kettler and those guys mm-hmm. um, need to they need to like somehow figure out how to do a pro-Trump YouTube video that goes viral. Dragon Stallion said if Chris Ann Hall was president, JC would be the first mister. <laughs> you cool with that? Yeah, whatever. Cool being the first mister? <laughs> I, well, it would be a conflict because now, and then people are going to hear more than probably you want me to tell them, you know, but I'm, but I'm, <laughs> you make me no, no, I mean, <laughs> well, I don't, you know, because you argue with me about this, but, you know, because I'm, let me use your words. I'm an extreme minarchist. Mm-hmm. Um, I see myself as borderline anarchist. I'm kind of voluntarist minarchist. That's my view. Because so, you recognize that anarchy is not a stable form of government anyway. It's a transition from one government to another. Okay, it's a different say. show. But so I would have I would have a personal conflict because I'm I'm kind of morally opposed to the whole idea of a president in the first place. Yeah. And then you would be the president. So I'm like married to a person who has a position that I don't even want to have. Yeah. You know, yeah. exist basically. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and I know that that Trump has been told about the Bundys as well. Now, yeah. Trump pardoned the Hammonds. Right. So we know he had he, And that was through we, internal pressure. Right, that was through internal Influence. pressure. Influence, right. We know that Trump knows he can pardon the little guy, right? Yeah. We know he knows. It's not some famous, Not some famous, big, fat money dollar Trump supporter kind of person. He pardoned both the Hammonds. So we know he knows he can do that. So this would 
you know, this is... But historically, pardons are always a colossal disappointment. Because maybe, maybe, well, not all, I can't say always because they pardon the Hammonds, right? Um, but maybe, once again, that is an indication that, per, that the uh, uh, president, and you can put an S on the end there, presidents mm -hmm. don't understand that delegate authorities, delegated authorities create duties. And maybe they don't understand that the delegated authority of pardon creates a responsibility and a duty to undo injustice. And so maybe they think they have a, a limited number of pardons. But I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. It would be a lot, less con uh, a lot less controversial to pardon uh, Jeremy Cox and Mr. Kettler, Schaefer Cox, the, the Bundys, um, and... Mr. Roberson and I forget. I'm, I'm, pardon I, me, the Amish farmer. I keep calling him the Amish farmer because I can never remember his name. So you guys know I, you who know he is. What? It's no slight, but they would be far less controversial to pardon those people than it would be to go around pardoning people who have billions and millions of dollars with political influence. Right. No. I if I were there, they'd have to. We'd have to start a new department of pardons just to keep up. Because I would, I would. <laughs> That's what I told you, man. I mean, I would empty the entire criminal justice Absolutely. system of every nonviolent drug crime, period. Yeah. So they all, they would all be out. So that's our section on. The In fact, problems. every nonviolent crime probably. So you can't blame par you can't blame Congress for the pardons. You can't ask Congress for the pardons. Pardons fall solely on the shoulders of the president. Uh, so, like the pardons, then congratulate the president. Don't like the pardons, then go after the president. That's that's where that is. Now, he did not pardon Stone. Roger Stone, he right. did not. I but guess that still, didn't, didn't want to look There's still some sketchy. indication and some, some things floating around the ether that he's still considering it. But I think if he did that... Be like you, I'd pardon him on the way out. Barr, yeah, right. Barr would probably resign. Barr would resign if he pardoned Stone. That would not be good for that Trump. That would not be good for Trump. I mean, I'm not a fan of Barr, but Barr seems to be the only guy with with the fortitude to actually it's cleaning make, house, make man. some cleaning house it's cleaning going house. on. There. So before we go, because to an extent, because JC extent. and I have to get to I have to get to a meeting tonight where I'm giving a a, a short presentation, so we've got to run. But I want to say thanks to Doug McDougal uh, for, for super chat for his super chat. He says it starts. At the local and state level, can I say that Absolutely. it also finishes at the local and state level? Because once you get your local and state level together, the federal government has to fall in line. Yep. Thank you to Dragon Stallion one zero zero one for your super chat support. Uh, Chris Ann can't give you extra hours, but can help support your efforts. Love you both. You know, Frank said this yesterday on his show. And Liberty Cause, man, love you too. And yeah, I feel your pain, man. So Frank said this the other day it's on tough. his show. Frank said, look, if, if you're here, if you are even interested, then you have to support independent media. It, it yeah. really, really is a necessity. Maybe you can't support $1,000. Maybe you can't support $100. But just like a little, you know, a small group of people can make a difference uh, when people get together in, in their small supports, they make a difference too. Amen. And so please help and support us. And mm. then we have Mark Taylor, who also Another super, super chat. chatted us. Let me, throw well. up, let me throw up a link to that, uh, that cool shirt. 
Oh, okay. Like it's I said, I don't, nope. know, I, I don't even know how to get to this from. Oh, there it is. The Very store. Products. I'll have to. I'll have to figure that out. Yeah. Um, because it was a separate store that I created rather than the Liberty Gear store. Mm -hmm. I was just goofing around with some funny stuff. Um, yeah. Which I still have a few of those that I've never, I never put up. But anyway, there that is in the chat. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Joshua says he'll produce all our our presidential campaign videos. <laughs> See, I don't know what I'd do. All right. Well, thank you so much for your love and affection. Thank you for your support. Uh, if you go into the summary of the show, I give you two ways that you can support as well, other than the super chat. And you can support directly by going to chrisannhall.com, clicking the donate button. You can even support monthly through the donate button. Or you can text IMPACT2020. I don't know where that is on the list anymore. I can't read that quick. Text, pack, text IMPACT 2020 to uh, 33777, and, and then, that's how you support us as and well. And then go in there and find the support button. Go and find the support button. They've changed well, that up on me. So Did they? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, you All get right. a link to go to the page, and then on the page of support. If you're on a phone, it's like one of the bottom two All right. little circles. So. Well, thank you, guys. Love you, Lord willing. We will see you tomorrow. Just Take it easy. God bless, guys.